0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast,
1: only on the Oz Network.
2: Hello, and welcome back to the Oz Network for another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, season 10. And this was a bit of a letdown. I think it's just because there was no Vanessa Vangie that we got to celebrate. Uh, but we'll get to that. Hopefully, you don't need to take a painkiller or a prescription med to get through this podcast. But maybe. Um, as always, I'm Rossi, and. There are no Charlie Hards in this group, I can see.
1: And I'm Colin, and my bottoms are made out of a homosexual Sasquatch. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Uh, And I'm Brian, and my legs are rickety like Pinocchio as well.
2: Uh, What an episode. Uh,
1: Did we just cover the whole episode right there? That's it, done. all right.
2: um, Buy, rent, bin, Colin. What do you think? (laughs) Definitely a letdown from the premiere, which I think we're all in consensus about.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would, I would bin it. Um, <laughs> and and, I, and I, I bought the last episode, so I was so high on it, and this episode, not
2: so much. Yeah, it must have been a real buzzkill for you. You're the only one who bought it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it had all the elements that I didn't like, which was... I mean, the Vixen won two challenges, so to me, that's a bit of a nightmare. Um... Like, and the only thing is, is that like Aquaria, I don't hate her after this episode. So Mm -hmm. that's a bit of a three hundred and sixty. Yeah, three hundred and sixty. I'd be back to hating Aquaria.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm definitely the same. Vixen was ugh getting worse, but uh, yeah, I definitely loved Aquaria this episode, which I did not think at all based on the premiere. Uh, but we'll obviously get to talking about Vixen and Aquarius they're probably big parts of the episode Um, I can first cannot believe that they had that scene with Michelle and RuPaul about Miss Vanjie at the very beginning like just poking fun at her exit
0: I can't believe they did that either like, I don't, I can't remember another time when it's like it's kind of, they've almost made fun of a contestant because Rue's always kind of like building them up even after she sends them home. Um, but I'm also like hilarious, like, I think it's hilarious that they acknowledged it because for us, it was so weird that for that that they acknowledged that it's weird too, was funny. Vang-
1: well, I- Vang- like,. <laughs> I mean obviously I'm less familiar with this show so it, it didn't necessarily catch me off guard I kind of thought like the whole point of the show was to mock people and all that but I mean if you mention that it, it makes me wonder is there like some behind the scenes story that's come out like that you know that they're, they're not on good terms like between her and the show or something or is this just you know a completely random thing and everybody's scratching their heads with it
2: I would definitely say the latter I... Yeah, I think it's the latter. <laughs> uh, but it's become such a meme now. This Vanjie thing. Like, I sent you that call me by your <laughs> name thing in college. <laughs> and there was one where they took the scene from, uh, like, the Shining, when it's w- with the hacking through the door, and it's like, Miss Vanjie. Yeah, I and saw
1: that, too. Like,
2: there's just so many good <laughs> memes from this <laughs> moment. <laughs> And I'm glad and we yeah. got it. Like, if Vanessa's good for nothing in Drag Race, it's for this, like... Mm-hmm.
0: I think you'll definitely see her back.
2: What, we're going to see another Box 2.0? Shangela 2.0?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think she has a strong case to come back, especially given her exit and her, in like, popularity post-exit as well. She wasn't boring.
2: Yes, I... Probably the most one of the more memorable first boots. I don't know if we ever talk about Drag Race first boots, but <laughs> probably up there. Yeah. And then I just want to quickly touch on the beginning, where they're sitting back after seeing the message from Vanessa and everything, and then Vin- and we get the conflict brought up again by our friend the Vixen, bringing up this Aquaria feud with Miss Cracker. And Aquarius seems to have taken it down a notch and been really calm about it, Based, very, which seemed a little bit different from Untalked. And the Vixen was not happy and kept going and hammering it home. It's really upset. It's really frustrating. It's just like, you're not doing anything. You're just causing conflict for no reason. And I was shocked that no one called out the Vixen for saying that Ms. Cracker faked it all the way to Season 10. I'm not a fan of the Vixen.
0: No, me me neither. Like, f- from my perspective, she was upset because people weren't fighting. Like, that's, that's not a thing. Like, it has nothing... I love that it's now like a three-way feud between Aquaria, Miss Cracker, and the Vixen. The Vixen has nothing to do with it <laughs> other than she just wants people to fight. No, thank you. I really, I really just wish she had crashed and burned this week. And I hate that that she did really well
1: um i i don't know in in a way i think at least we have something to talk about in this episode (laughs) so maybe that was one positive that came out of it but like so much and ross you've been hearing me say this for a couple of months now but like this episode could have been 50 to 20 minutes shorter yeah (laughs) i I don't know why this is an extended episode and It really shows in scenes like this and I think this is why it got annoying because if it had just been a thing where you introduce Vixen kind of stirring it up and you have, you know, Aquaria and Cracker sort of going back and forth, that's okay. But it's the fact that like every other scene in the show, it's dragged out like it feels like there has not been an editor, uh, you know, working on this episode for six weeks So it's just five minutes longer than it needed to be. And I think that's what kind of hurts and makes it annoying. Because by the end, you're just sort of done. Like, you don't want to hear this. It's it's kind of like hearing Thorgy's name dropped, you know, for half of last season. After a while, you're just done with it.
2: Yeah, it just seems seems almost like uh, reality TV, like housewife kind of drama. Like, just there to say something to get like get those jokes and the references and the product and the brand out there but like and just for the sake of it it doesn't feel even it feels so forced to me just like creating conflict just trying to pull apart everything and it just it's not fun like I would rather have drama that's based around like just like genuine moments and things that happen in conflicts and rivalries and all that kind of stuff like if Aquarian cracker had like a legitimate like I want to beat her because I'm tired of people comparing us or something like that that would be more fun than Mm -hmm. just all this fighting it just it seems pointless like there's no end goal it's just it doesn't seem like oh I'm fighting to win I'm just fighting yeah and
0: I've just come off the back of watching quite a lot of Walking Dead episodes back to back and so I was just kind of like watching this being like this show is very different from everything else that I've watched (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't understand how I spent such a chunk of time watching zombies eat people, and now I'm watching the Vixen-Coz drama between two girls that look the same.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Rossi...
0: Uh, I, I will... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go oh. ahead. I will say that in from my perspective, Aquaria hadn't calmed down. I think Aquaria chickened out and was just, like, quite happy to talk about Miss Cracker behind her back. But then when it came to it, she... Like she wasn't, she wasn't saying like, "Yeah, I said that, but I don't actually feel like that. I was just angry, whatever." She wasn't saying that. She was saying, "I didn't say that," and like we saw fine well that she did.
1: The, there was the other line in this episode, um, uh, and who was I can't remember who it was that won this one because I, I can't tell them apart either. <laughs> this is part of the problem. But uh, who was it that won this week? That was. Um... Uh, like between the two of them, uh, which one was on that set that had that line? You know, I'm uh, obviously not looking like her because I'm on top or something. Cracker. Cracker. Okay. Yeah. So Cracker did better this week. And there was that line, which I don't know if that's basically putting it into it. Like I'm trying to look different because there was another line. I think that Cracker had early in the episode where uh, he was like, I'm not intentionally looking at Aquaria trying to come up with the same look. I'm not paying attention to my competition that much when I'm doing my own stuff. But then that line on the end, I'm thinking this is either going to take it where this is going to become the focal point of the entire season, this, this rivalry, or... You know, you're at the point now where you're trying so hard to be the opposite person that maybe one of them's just gonna get tripped up on it. You know, kinda like having to go without putting dots on your face. Now you're doing something that's totally outside of your uh your comfort zone and it's just gonna trip you up.
2: But to be fair, there were some dots.
1: And yeah. you know what the funniest thing was I saw uh is it is it Yuhua or Yuha? Um <laughs> Hamasaki Uh, Hamasaki had the dots So it's like they're just spreading It's contagious or something
2: It's the new running gag of the season Somebody will always have dots Yeah Uh, So we have a mini challenge Another one, two in a row Um, They're going to be out soon I guarantee it Thank you. Modern Drag Race does not have mini challenges Um, They had 20 minutes to get into quick drag Which always excites me um, to do a hoedown, which I thought was pretty. (laughs) Colin, sorry, sorry. (laughs) I just I I have this
1: thing where I loathe country and I loathe cowboys, and you put the two of them together is just nauseating to me.
0: And then you put the vixen, dress, dancing.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's, it's all too much. I mean, the only place a hoedown belongs is on whose line is it anyway, and that's because they're not wearing cowboy hats, and that's the only reason it makes it acceptable.
0: Oh, that's so good.
2: You were so against it, but I—I I loved the challenge. I loved the—the the whole idea. I thought it was just a quick, fun thing. Like it was not serious. It was ridiculous.
1: It's, yeah, fair but, enough. But it's just—it's a personal preference. Like I can't stomach cowboys. Like, why is that the say. only type of costume that people are allowed to wear in modern day that's, like, period? Like, are people wearing corsets still? You know, are we getting guys with those big white curly wigs? I mean, I guess you do in some courtrooms. But I just think about all the other fashions from hundreds of years ago that are not acceptable to wear in modern day. And why is it cowboy hats and dressing like cowboys is still acceptable?
0: Although you should wear the white wig, Colin. Bring it
1: back. Yeah, I'm going to do that. We'll, we'll, we'll put a picture on our Instagram of me and one of the big curly white wigs and a corset.
2: Colin, yeah. Do you realize we're watching a show where fourteen men are wearing corsets every <laughs> single day?
1: Okay, um, point taken. But everything else I said stands. Cowboy hats, no.
2: Okay, fair enough. I do say I was a little annoyed that they brought Andy Cohen in because I'm not an Andy Cohen fan, um, and only for the fact that he is. He has this. He does the. Like the housewives reunion shows and stuff here, oh. but I was really annoyed oh. because RuPaul was on his little show that he has, and they were talking about the finale of All Stars three, and Trixie was there and everything, and he made the comment that Do you think the jury voted based on t- uh, friendship not <gasps> talent? While Trixie's oh. standing right there,
0: I saw that too, and Trixie looks behind her and is like, "Oh, I, I, am I here? I guess not." Oh, I hate that guy. I thought that was such a mean question to ask.
1: I know nothing of the man, uh, so I didn't really have an opinion <laughs> on him this episode. Uh, although uh, it looks like he did play himself on both the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Riverdale. So, I mean, his Hollywood career is clearly taking off.
0: Yeah.
2: We'll not be making any cameos in Trixie's music <laughs> at all, I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is actually really good. Go buy it on iTunes. Available on iTunes. <laughs>
1: but
2: you'd have to like country.
1: Is it country? So. No. <laughs> Trixie, why would you do that? Have some self-respect.
2: Colin, I will not have you disrespect the best drag queen ever on this show. <laughs>
1: Kyle, Kyle
2: has also
0: taken a good episode to take off. because, just FYI, Colin. Kyle's a country singer. So. <laughs> oh,
1: no. <laughs> All yeah. right. Show's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I won't be surprised if you leave next week, Colin. <laughs>
1: yeah, that would be a coincidence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this challenge is a mess. Uh, Asia and Vixen somehow win. Um, yeah. I don't get it, but I don't get how Blair got the pit crew member to dance with when no one else did. Yeah, that was
1: a little bit weird.
2: I was like, what? What is this? And then... Some of these people looked hor- horrible, like Eureka looked awful.
0: <laughs> they looked awful. Um, who are- Monique? Monique looked awful. Was it, yeah, Monique or, yeah, Monet, one of them. One of them looked like... <laughs> oh, no, I, could- I couldn't tell in their, like, 20-minute drag. One's my pick, so I can not tell them apart, but in this instance, no, I can't.
2: And then what was... Uh, I love the, like, intentionally bad. I think, like, Dusty intentionally looked bad. Like, blacking out teeth.
1: Yeah, that was kind of funny. And,
2: and, like, showing, like, awful underwear and everything. I thought that was, like, a fun touch. Like, so stuff like that was good. But, like, people, like, Eureka tried and failed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we get announced the main challenge, the pharma rusical. Because um, <laughs> I, too, love American ads. So why not make a challenge out of it? this premise was so stupid like what <sighs> like yeah, no look, substance
0: premise was, premise was a bit stupid um, but I did I usually like these challenges that are like the I don't, I don't know like the, the mini the mini musicals I really like it The I think it's the season 7 one where they do the uh, like the Rue Airlines or whatever that's one of my favourite things they've ever done um, so uh, I was ex- excited about the prospect of it even if it didn't really come to fruition
1: I mean, I don't know how often they do this. I guess it's kind of similar to uh, there was the 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 diva one last year, the infamous Stevie Nicks episode, uh, and then I guess across with the the whole kitty girl group thing they did. And it's just it's sort of a similar challenge. I, I feel like we've seen this maybe one time too many, at least in the last two seasons, which are my only two seasons to be exposed to this from. But it was just it's just the idea that's like why pharmaceuticals? Like it just seems like such a ridiculous thing to base it on. I think the biggest problem I had with it was a, we got way too much time being spent on everybody's rehearsals where it wasn't just, we were getting funny moments. I mean, there were some funny moments in there, you know, obviously Blair's, uh, incredible, uh, <laughs> rhythm and, uh, uh, gracefulness, you know, that was, a that was, that was a highlight of the episode, but so much of it was just, it dragged on. But then when we got to the challenge itself, I mean, I feel like, You see a little bit of, you know, costumes with these people. You get a little bit of lip-syncing ability. But for the most part, the humor and the challenge was all in the song, which I don't believe had anything to do with the contestants. So I found the funniest parts were listening to lyrics. And even the judges, they're sitting there laughing every time a funny lyric would come on. It wasn't like they were laughing every time the contestants did something funny.
2: Yeah, it was weird. I would say, though, um, in contrast to the Divas from last season... This I felt was like pretty fair in terms of what was given. Like I don't think that we had an instant like we call we were like saying that the Mariah Carey from last season was like a win no matter who had it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like there was no like clear winner. I think that the performances did matter more in this.
0: Yeah, and even sitting on a secret, I thought was a rubbish song as opposed to <sighs> like the the other one that they had. Uh, that the winners had, and I was like, "There's no way that even if the returning queens did an amazing job of sitting on a secret, that they could ever win up against." I forget what they were—the other ones were called.
1: Team How
2: can Asia? you not like sitting on a secret? Come on!
0: Oh, it's a terrible song. Sounds like Atomic Kitten. Yuck!
1: <laughs> could have been worse. It could have been country music. <laughs> yeah.
2: Colin, please do not insult one quarter of this podcast. <laughs> He's not here. He's not here.
1: <laughs> it's okay. He's not here to defend himself.
0: <laughs> Don't worry. I have a podcast with him, and I spend most of my time insulting him anyway.
2: <laughs> Colin, you're playing the Aquaria here, talking behind his back. when oh, he comes yeah. on, you're just going to be, Oh, I love country. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I guess
2: my biggest problem with the challenge was the fact that I couldn't distinguish anyone apart. Mm -hmm. Like, no one seemed to have, like, a character that was fleshed out. And we were never really clear about what was going to happen. Because they were, like, talking about Blair being the fairy Mm -hmm. drag mother, or whatever it was called. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a cool character. But it was just more ads. Like, it, it didn't feel like that was a specific character. It just felt like you were leading the charge of one part of the thing. It just didn't make any sense. And, like, some of the last, like, lip-sync performances, like, you could tell, like, what the character was. Like, we knew mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. Like, you could tell who that was. You could, like, identify with it. And even something like the Airways that you referenced. Like, everyone wore the exact same outfit, but you could could see the characters and how it worked. Whereas everyone just kind of blended in. Yeah.
0: Rossi, how dare you? They worked very hard on their characterization. <laughs>
2: It's a little rocky at best
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah No I agree
2: uh, And Vixen Is the best leader um, In history of all Leading challenges um, Not listening to anyone's opinion Not giving anyone their Suggestions um, I kind of hoped Vixen would kind of Self-sabotage like Morgan did last season With the picking the roles But obviously that didn't happen What was
1: just quickly? What was the judgment based on, too? Because the way that RuPaul was announcing was almost like you know, and our winner of this challenge is the team leader of the winning team. And I'm like, (laughs) is this based on their performance or just because they won the like their team won? It just I don't know. If if it was based on just being the leader of the team, like I think that's lame. Uh, If you could have said the winner of this challenge, you know, the, the one who did the best in this challenge, who also happened to be that would make a little bit more legitimate, but this actually came across in the delivery. Just like you're the captain of the team that won. Therefore you're the winner of the week.
0: Yeah. And there's no way that Vixen's flame dress was the winner. So it must've been based on being the captain.
1: It was the only thing that wasn't a bodysuit. Maybe that's what it was. (laughs) Yeah. That's true.
2: Yeah. I was a little surprised by the results. It didn't seem like there was any real reason to it for me. Like I, it did seem like hey as the team captain you won. Mm-hmm. But i i was I, I mean i we'll get to i want to i'll get to who i thought I was going to win after we kind of talk a little bit about the challenges. I think the while i agree normally i'm like colin just shut up don't don't talk like that <laughs> like when you're like oh it should be 15 minutes shorter. This could have been like a good half hour shorter.
1: Yeah, this is um, this could have been a 20 minute episode.
2: <laughs> I really could have like like I don't get we got a, so much practice and so much build up like about these two teams competing like the team Asia was like okay, we have our characters we know what we're doing we're going to do choreography and prepare for the judge and the critic or the, to the choreographer and it was and then we got team Vixen was like well you're not getting along with this person and all this fighting and all this disagreeing and like while we did get disagreeing like obviously Eureka can't Sit down and shut up for any second of the day uh which literal repeat of last season oh, he's a that major same type of character just like uh, talking too much Eureka had conflict last season there was a challenge I forget which challenge but the they did a news anchor the like segments and Eureka had problems with the team leader that time too by like the way they were leadering and
0: I think they were trying to get the most out of Alyssa Edwards, um, who, Colin, had you seen before?
1: No. No idea.
0: Okay. She's, like, potentially one of the favorite people to have ever been on the show, ever. Like, people love her, and she's really funny. Um, So, I think, and I don't know how much that actually came across in, like, a guest, like, like, as in a choreographer spot, but, like, people really love her, and I... Like, it seems like, because it's season 10, they're trying to do, like, quite a lot of throwbacks to previous seasons. So, like, I think they were just trying to get the most out of her, which is why we ended up with such a long, long, long practice.
1: And the other thing thing that I uh, found weird was, I guess, her her direction. It... it... (laughs) it really didn't allow the contestants to do anything on their own. Like they would come up with a movement or something like that. No, I want you to do it exactly like this. You phrase it exactly what I do. Roll your eyes like this, move your arm, you know, this many degrees to the right. And it just seemed like it was over direction. I think the performances came across fine, but that's what was lacking this episode. Like I said, already you're losing the fact that the contestants aren't doing the lyrics. They're not singing it. And when every move is choreographed by the choreographer and there's, there's really nothing these contestants to do other than just dress themselves. I mean, it just, I think that's one of the reasons why it is hard to call as to who was, you know, deserved to be a winner or the loser on this episode.
2: I thought that I have a different opinion. I thought that the Alyssa was really great as the, uh, the choreographer slash kind of director of this kind of part, the practice challenge. I thought that it was, I didn't expect it from knowing Alyssa competing on the show. Like it did not seem like something in her wheelhouse, but I was really impressed. Like Alyssa is not known for the acting challenges. So to see someone kind of command the acting part of this challenge and give good direction. I thought that it was fair. Like everyone was doing kind of mild like half half committed gestures. Mm. And Alyssa's like, no no, you're a drag queen. Do something big and it's like bigger, bigger. Like you're you want to stand out. And I think that's a fair comment considering there's like what, 13, 12, thirteen people? Like I don't know. I thought it was good, but obviously I'm minority.
1: You probably listen to country music too.
2: <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Did, was did anyone else fooled by, like, the edit of the way that it was portrayed throughout this episode of the the team Asia doing really well in the practices and, like, coming in really strong and then everyone else on Vixen was like, oh, we're going to lose. And then to see it flip? Because I thought I was really surprised by the way that it flipped. I thought it was just going to be an obvious, like, downfall for the Vixen team. Like, I didn't think that they could pull it together.
1: I didn't think yeah. so much... Uh, I was just going to say, I didn't think, think too much about what the teams were going to do, but I did find it really deceptive that they made such a big deal, like like a huge deal about how bad Blair was, and then it didn't even seem to really be a factor, uh, you know, when they made their judgments in the end. I was pretty confident
0: that Eureka was going home. So uh, I figured whatever team Eureka was on was actually the money. The- <laughs> the one that would probably lose. Um, and just saved very, like, I feel like it was, it was close. It was close. I
2: don't It just didn't make any sense on, like, I guess going back to what we were saying about the judging, it didn't make any sense as to determine what was going to happen. I guess that part of the edit was kind of in that, kind of losing the sense of what was going on a little bit. And I think that's what made it harder is that they built a strong storyline about oh this team's good this team's bad and then kind of completely blowing that up with the the result I think um I quickly watched Untucked and there was a comment I think someone made in there where it was like we didn't like Team Asia didn't lose because they were bad they lost because people were bad like certain player parts were bad hmm. like obviously Calorie and uh, Eureka were just Bad, so they as a group they lost, where right? I don't think there was a like an overly weak link in the other team mm. based on the performance. Obviously, in practice, that was a completely different thing.
1: Look at <laughs> Pinocchio,
2: uh,
0: but like but he's yeah. so adorable, he can do anything, and I just um, be like, it's okay,
2: <laughs> I'm gonna say I get uber uncomfortable every time Blair is on the screen. Not in drag. Uh, That looks like a 12-year-old boy. I was going to
1: say, because he looks 12?
2: That is a 12-year-old boy trying to be like a sexy drag queen. And it's just like...
1: It was really weird, though, because when we first saw Blair, it was... uh, It it came across like a middle-aged woman from the 60s or the 70s. And then out of the costume, it looks like a 12-year-old boy from 2018. I mean, it it seems like even just the character just doesn't seem... Like, if you were to look at every single one of them in drag and then have a side-by-side comparison of every single one of them out of drag, you would never put two and two together that Blair was playing the Blair character.
0: I think that makes her even more amazing, is that you would have no idea... That that's what she actually looks like and that she like has created a character which apparently is very different to the play school version of herself
2: <laughs> um. I, It's a one, I will say credit for looking significantly older when dragged up like, mm. I, a, a very appreciative because if that was like if it was literally just like turned out like the same thing and like trying to be sexy it would just be so much more uncomfortable mm. <laughs> like I, I, I cringe at the confessionals because I'm just like I don't want to see you like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. put on a but, wig
2: put on a dress <laughs> yeah, yeah please put makeup on <laughs>
1: Um,
2: I don't have much to say on the performance because it was so hard to keep track of who yeah. they were just in general I really thought that Dusty was Really good, did a good job considering, you know, being on the awful team. I like after the first week and just kind of the preseason stuff. I was not high on Dusty going in, but really kind of turned it out. And then I'd say someone who I thought was going to do really well and didn't was Blair, who completely is like, oh, I'm this Broadway. I I can perform. I can dance. I can sing and act. And then didn't do much.
1: Who did the splits at the end?
2: Oh, sorry. Uh, query.
1: Did Aquaria do this? Yes. Part? Yeah, I think Maybe so. I... Uh, Yeah, that, that I was know. honestly the only thing that I really remembered from either performances. Other than, you know, the really weird um, uh, <laughs> bad ballet that we had, which we saw all of it in rehearsals already.
0: I can't remember one thing about Blair in the challenge. I, mean, I can't tell you how she looked. I can't tell you. I can't even really remember what team she's on. So yeah, she she was a big disappointment.
2: I was also really. Uh, I thought that okay, in the out of the team Vixen, like I thought that Vixen was fine. Like I didn't think anything negative about it. But I was more surprised that Ms. Cracker or Cameron weren't more applauded for their performances because I thought that those were pretty funny, like throwing wine in someone's face or something, like. Yeah. Those were the standouts for the group. I, I cannot. Vixen is not in my memory, except wanting to fight. Like that's the only memory I have is Vixen fight, and that's it.
1: And winning, again and again.
2: Ugh, and gloating. <laughs> Guess that's it. I don't have much to say in the runway, or not the runway, the perform the challenge itself, because that was what a mess. And they all come out in white lab coats, and I'm like, I have no idea who anyone is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was rough as we were getting through this. Like, we're like, is that Monet? No, is that, that Mayhem? Like, and now I started to do the count because, thing.
1: like, they blended together so much where I thought, I thought I was watching one of the teams. I'm like, which team has 12 people on it again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess another problem I had at the challenge was that it made no sense when they were switching because I was, like, paying attention. And I was like, oh, this is taking forever. And then, like, two minutes into the yeah. second group's performance, I was like, oh, wait, this is the second team. Yeah, I didn't even realize that they had switched, and it was just like, "Wait, wait, who's on what team now?" Like, I have to repay attention. I re-round it. I still didn't get it.
0: This is going back to actually when they picked the teams, but we never we didn't talk about this. How did Mayhem get picked second to last? She she was the winner last week.
2: Uh, they are sleeping on Mayhem's talents. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had I just had to wonder what. She, I just wonder whether or not she's like not getting along, or people don't like her as much as, you know, she's she's doing more, as well as she is. I don't know. I, I was just surprised to see her picked second to last.
2: Could be the case of like, you know, you do so well that you don't want you don't want the, the star on your team because you want to be the star. Yeah. You don't yeah. want someone yeah. to take the camera away from you, kind of thing. Yeah. True. Thought I have no idea. We didn't get any kind of. Storyline about that. It was all about the Vicks in this episode. So, mm. I mean, we may not have had the best challenge, but we had we had the best drag runway. So, how how much worse could it get?
0: Yeah,
2: bodysuit central. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's sad that they didn't get to see the All Stars three premiere, where Michelle's like everyone's wearing a bodysuit. Turn them, get off get them off, get them off, and. Same thing happened when, here. When
0: episodes. was this filmed? Was this filmed at the conclusion of filming All Stars Three?
2: I want to say I think so. Yeah, right. I don't know the exact things, but I think they were. I think All Stars Three was filmed, and then they did this. Hmm. Which makes sense because yeah. they probably want to get it all done in the summer. So, uh, standouts from the runway for me were the Beetlejuice outfit from Dusty. Uh, catsuit body suits everywhere Um, and Ms. Cracker doing her incredible rectangle which everyone has been dubbing, Colin you won't get this but Brian will, the rectangle girls of the world (laughs) season 8 that's become a recurring joke Uh, yeah I don't know much to say, it was a big letdown
0: uh, I thought Cracker and Aquaria like uh, look I'm not I'm not a huge fan, but I liked her green ring nose thing. Like I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Like I liked Miss Cracker's square hair thing. Um uh Monique is my winner pick and I'm actually really high Monique, but I hated the eyes and the hands and the mouth. I thought it was gross <laughs> I thought it was gross. I did not like it. Like, it made zero sense why she had eyes on her head until she took the bodysuit off. Uh, she took the whatever it was, and she was just wearing that bodysuit. So I just thought it, it looked rubbish. Um, and even Asia. Asia was, writ, like, commended for, like, the colour, pink. Um, but I like her... I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. Like Dusty, I think, is the only person who I really liked from the runway.
1: I mean, I don't remember... Like, here, this is the one we talked about all the way on episode one of last season, Rossi. I mean, how do I judge this? It's like they walked a straight line, they were wearing clothes, they were color-coordinated. <laughs> you know, I don't know what else to say. But I mean, the ones that stand out for me, um, you know, obviously the, the Beetlejuice one, I think that was Dusty Ray, right? Yeah. Casper wasn't very happy with it. You can hear him in the background. Uh, but yeah, Monique's thing, I mean, it... it With the the eyes on the head, like when it was the full, just sort of look like cookie monster, that I thought it was funny. But I will agree, when you see the hands and then the mouth on the belly, I mean, that did kind of look a little bit gross. I just, I don't really get, I think it was Michelle's comment about, you know, there needs to be a narrative for your outfits. I'm like, I see people out here all the time. You're like, that's a really nice dress. I'm like, what's the narrative of their dress? Like, it feels like sometimes they're extra, like last week being extra critical on the you know the dots and this week it's being extra critical it's like your outfit doesn't make sense it's like well i mean stripes doesn't make sense you know bodysuit doesn't make (laughs) sense like none of these things really make sense it's clothes but i mean that could just be me knowing nothing about this show or or drag queens or drag queen fashion or anything
0: no i i get what you're saying um like it's clothes like there is no narrative. I think it's, if you're going to do something outlandish, like wear big, goggly eyes on the top of your head, there has to be a reason. Whereas like if you're just wearing a blazer, that's fine. Um, I don't think you need to justify that. But like, I get it. When you, when you think about it, clothes don't actually need to have a narrative. Um, mm.
2: Well, I mean, last episode, we had the very uh, in- strong narrative from Miss Crocker about like the widow in storyline and that. That almost won the challenge last week.
1: So I'd yeah, argue that's that true. there's
2: some. That's but I was true. also, um, I mean, I thought it was really harsh when Michelle was like, Cal, are you wearing a bodysuit? Girls wear this on a Thursday. <laughs> like, what are you doing?
0: Well, exactly. I was like, Michelle, you wear it on a Thursday. I don't go out with people who look like that on Thursdays. Thursday's <laughs> a school night, Michelle.
2: And, I know you mentioned it before, but the, the vixen looked awful. Yeah, vixen.
0: She, she looked like someone had made her fire dress for like her year five play. Like it looked awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like what else I don't like is her whole thing is like being political. How tell me how that was political? Where's tell the
2: narrative? Me
0: how, yeah, yeah. Where's the narrative? Where's the narrative in big fire?
2: I mean, maybe it's just a personality thing, per- strong fiery personality and strong. I don't know. No. And Pass. I was so sh- shocked that um, Raja and Raven, who do the Tudor boot every week on um, Well World of Wonder presents, tooted this look. It was awful.
0: Oh really? I d- I
2: yeah. don't know. I- they were they were fans. I didn't like it. Uh, it was like red for filth 2.0.
0: Yeah, I, I look. Just I, I, I just want her to leave. <laughs> that's my final comment. <laughs> like, I Do just don't want her there.
2: We're gonna get a big downfall, like a like a juicy blindside to put it into better terms.
0: I hope so. Like, I hope so. And to be honest, I think like I don't think I'm meant to like her. I, that's the point, right? Like, I don't think the show's making her likable. So I'm taking comfort in the fact that I hope she doesn't win.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking it's like a, not like a, you're not a villain. You're just an asshole. So yes. I think that's what we're getting.
0: That's the hashtag. Hashtag not a villain. Hashtag just an asshole.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, well, cause I was trying to think about it in terms of like survivor. Like, cause I was thinking there are villains you love, but then there are people you just hate, like, you just don't like because they're just being an awful person
0: yeah like, yeah it's not Sandra of- i'm trying to, i'm trying to think of someone who on survivor who you you just hate for who they're like dan foley oh my goodness like i i actually just hate him. um i i never want like i would love to see philip i'd love to see abby maria i'd love to see villains heroes versus villains too i do never i never want to see dan foley on the show ever again and I can take comfort in the fact that Dan Foley is probably not listening to this because I don't think he's a giant drag race fan. Mm.
1: Um,
2: so we get, I guess that's through the runway because I don't know how much to say. It's pretty much of a letdown in terms of best drag. Although there were apparently, I read a story that they were told that their the runway theme was signature look and not best drag, which I thought was odd. Oh, what?
0: Like as in yeah. it's a different category than what they were yeah. told to watch
2: the world. oh weird. I don't know I don't obviously that's like not canon, we don't know that we were told best drag, and we saw a quote unquote best drag, so who knows, but I thought that was a weird little thing that I read,
0: yeah, right. I didn't um, know the show would to do that
2: who knows drama yeah, and the vixen wins uh, so Ooh. pleasant. Yeah, I'm hoping bottom two next week. That's my uh, next episode prediction.
0: That's that's what I like about the show is that it doesn't actually matter how you do one week. You can be in the bottom the next. Unlike Survivor, like sure, flips, blindsides, whatever. But like it does not actually matter how you go week to week in Drag Race. And so I I live for a Vixen getting voted out next week. No, I'm not voted out. You know what I mean.
2: I, uh, I idled out.
0: I yeah. yeah. Medevac. Oh. Uh, 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 sure. It, well, Eureka's been medevaced before. I can't think of anyone else.
2: I did want to get into obviously the bottom two is Calorie, Kate, Cab, Kardashian, Williams, mm. and Eureka, but I wanted to get on something because I was looking back at kind of the Drag Race history. And it, or rehearsal as they say. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if this is a good sign or a bad sign for Eureka. Eureka. Because usually, if you go in a lip sync, you're in the bottom two. You kind of tend to stay there. You don't really soar up. And I'm trying to think, especially in the early stages. Like I'm trying to think, the only example of where someone was early in the bottom, but then did really well, was last season with Trinity.
1: People who oh, usually
2: think yeah. this early don't do well, and so I'm wondering what your thoughts are on how Eureka is going to go moving forward. Is Eureka going to be like a Trinity and sore, or is it just going to be like an Aja, where it just kind of fizzles out later on?
0: No, I I I don't think Eureka is going to do that well. I think maybe in the next couple of episodes we see Eureka leave. She is getting a lot of screen time, um, so. Like potentially, but I, I don't know. I think she's she's very one dimensional. Uh, like her whole storyline seems to revolve around the fact that she was made like it's made back last season. hasn't really pro- progressed from there. I I don't think she's doing well. But Also, I don't think her looks are at the same standard as some of the other girls in the show. And like I know she's been on it before, but you know I don't I I don't really see her rising to the top. Especially especially when she's so hard on herself. I think once you get into that place, it's actually kind of hard to pick yourself up from it. Um, so yeah, um, unfortunately, I don't think she's going to do that well. What I will say is she was really good in the lip sync. Well, I thought she was. I thought she sold it and she brought like a desperate energy to it. I felt like I had personally wronged Eureka and that she was like singing it directly to me. And I was trying to figure out what I'd done. She was good. And I, I didn't think calories did a shot um, at staying. What no, did you it's, th-
2: th- it's definitely the case of the, like usually whoever is in the first lip sync and survives usually ends up in the second one. So Hey, I was yeah. in shock. She was there. And B I was like, yeah, not really your thing. And I definitely saw it was like, it definitely was lip sync for your life with Eureka. Like that was Eureka's life was on the line, yeah. And I felt that, and so I, that's what I, I really that's what I like about the lip sync for your life. Although I stand by the fact that the legacies are more entertaining, and I love watching them more. This was definitely a fight, and I could see that. Unlike, and I which I, I could see the fight last uh, episode with Calorie, but not in this one. It just didn't seem to stand.
0: Well, didn't we make the comment last week that it never actually really does come down to the lip sync? I feel like in this case, it could have gone either way depending on how they did.
2: Would they They wouldn't have kept Calorie.
0: I feel like if Calorie smashed that lip sync, Eureka would have gone home. Um, but maybe they want to try and get as much out of Eureka as possible because she's the returning queen.
2: Yeah, they gotta milk that storyline.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, Carl's not here, but, like, cu- cu- what Kyle doesn't like is when big queens, all they do is talk about, like, being big. Like, he has no time for it, so I was kind of glad that I didn't have to watch this episode with him. <laughs> like, he, he just doesn't, he he just doesn't see it as a thing. Um, and I think Ginger used to make the comment of, like, a big queen's got to win. Um but a big thing so hasn't won. Yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of want, and I'm with Kyle on it. Like, I just want their storyline to, to kind of progress, and be about something, something else. Um,
2: but they were totally setting this up, though the bottom two throughout the entire episode. Like they had that chant where it was like, "Big girls, whatever, blah blah blah, we're gonna eat ya" or something. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, they're setting. Oh, I was like, oh, those are in the bottom two. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a, the obvious kind of between two and just got to see who can deliver.
0: I just I did feel like this episode was very very obvious.
2: Yeah, although I feel like they put, oh yeah, I guess so cuz they but they didn't put enough edit on the the kind of the eliminee. Like I thought that Cal didn't get as much of an edit.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: I all we got was the storyline about... I used to be 300-something pounds, which you don't know what that probably is. Um,
0: no, I've got no concept on... on Like, what's that in kilograms?
2: I will do the math right now. Okay, I think 350 was the number? Do you remember?
0: Yeah, sure. Something like that.
2: That's 160.
0: Wow. But also, like, good on her for, like, A, losing the weight, and B, being proud of who she is. Like... Cool. All those carbs. Yeah. Putting it to the point where it's actually your name.
2: I'm glad that that's gone. That was just an awful reference to pick, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if just for people who know, like on the Untucked, I honestly, like, if you hadn't watched the episode and then watched Untucked, you would see that Calorie kind of gives up in that. And it was kind of disappointing to see. Like they were talking, Calorie and Eureka were having a conversation in which Calorie and them are talking about, you know, if I have to, if I win, that means I'm sending you home, and that saddens me and whatever. And Calorie is like, my dream was made, I made it here. And I was like, ugh, that's like when Survivor players are like, I just want to make jury, and it's just like, play to win, like don't yeah. play to, don't play to place. And then, yeah, so I,
0: that, I was like, oh, true. Calorie. Maybe she just saw the writing on the wall.
2: You never know. Eureka could have bombed. Eureka was all in her head. It's true. Um, anyway, we were talking way too much about this episode. Um, yeah, yeah. I was shocked though. Not a Halsey song, despite Halsey being right there.
0: I also don't know who that is.
2: Okay. Um. All right. I feel like,
0: I feel like uh, Colin. This must be how Colin feels with all returning drag queens. I, like <laughs> American celebrities don't know.
2: Uh, do you know Padma Lakshmi?
0: No. No idea.
2: Okay. Yes. I didn't either. So, I was top hoping to you.
1: Is it the Top Chef show?
2: Yes, Padma, who's Do you know her? I
1: I I think I've seen her on Top Chef, which I've watched like once or twice. Do you know Halsey? Um, I know the name. I think I've probably heard one song I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what it was.
2: Were you not surprised that it was a not a Halsey song despite Halsey sitting right there? <laughs>
1: It didn't even occur to me I was just so desperate for the episode to be done.
2: <laughs> you weren't loving uh, Best of My Love by the Emotions?
1: You know what it reminds me of? Did you ever see, um, well, either the movie Get Shorty or the, sequ- the-, the sequel Be Cool to Get Shorty?
2: I've no. never seen the original, but the sequel is the best movie of all time. <laughs> like, be Cool? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I've not seen these
1: Oh, well, okay. Get Shorty is amazing, and Be Cool is okay. But Be Cool is basically uh, John Travolta's character managing uh, a singer who starts out in a really, really bad girl group that's performing that song. So that's when I, when I was watching this, all I kept thinking about was the really bad girl group in uh, in Be
2: Cool. Well, that'll be the next on the Oz Network movie recap. So.
1: Yes. <laughs> Stay
2: tuned. <laughs> um, so quickly, I guess – i guess we'll do the quick outfit rating top top and worst um for me i would have to say uh that the dusty was the best the Beetlejuice was the best and then worst was the vixen so colin
1: um I'm going to agree with you because I don't remember any other than Beetlejuice and Cookie Monster. What about
2: the eyes? <laughs> that not the worst.
1: Yeah, well, that one was, that one was pretty bad. But, uh, I mean, I, I thought that Yuhua looked interesting. I think it was just another bodysuit, though. But maybe that could be, like, the top bodysuit of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Is that there a was new some category?
0: Uh, look, I'm gonna go with Dusty as well as the winner, and yeah, look, I'll I'll be boring and go with you guys as well. I thought Vixen was terrible. I will say that Monique's eyes come a, comes a very close second for me.
2: <laughs> and I guess we have to do our ratings. Uh, well, I'm this gonna. Is easy. Um, <laughs> what you gonna bin it? You guys are gonna bin it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna bin uh, it. Uh,
2: I don't know. I do the I, right thing. Part of me doesn't want to bin it though.
1: To be argumentative?
2: <laughs>
0: no. Just just remember, Vixen won twice.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Go
0: on, Put it, it it it. It. Put it in the bin. Put it in the bin.
2: Yeah, I just don't bin it.
1: All right. Yeah.
2: Oh, Unanimous. I can't remember. I probably did. I I think I binned one All Star three episode, but this was I think definitely
1: there
2: were two. I've been two.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
2: I will say this was probably a little bit more entertaining than that dragsmaid's wedding planning trip <laughs> thing. Like, that was... A, that was that a
1: had the, the the swan, though. The really bad quack-quack swan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, okay, this the episode was bad, but I thought the challenge was more fun. Anyway, I don't know. A hesitant bin. <laughs> like, I'll throw it out, but I may... Go back to the garbage and pick it out and rewatch it. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh, a
1: garbage God. picking worthy bin.
2: <laughs> like I'll, I'll I may pick it up at like a flea market or something. We'll see.
0: Yeah, if you stumble across it later, secondhand, you won't be against buying it
2: again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: How did you feel As about long- losing your whip? Colin? Oh, oh yeah. man. I mean, I think that's part of the problem. I don't know if I was just because the introduction i thought this is an interesting character maybe i was just sort of blind to thinking that that, that she was going to go somewhere but I, I i honestly didn't expect it would happen this early i'm like i'm better than this i called trixie from episode one
2: um, but that was a good segue because we have our predictions and looking at where everyone placed colin, <laughs> colin you were the most off which is no surprise <laughs> <laughs> as you just lost your winner's pick um, I predicted that Vanessa, uh, Vanessa Calorie would be the first boot Brian you have Calorie at 12 and Kyle has Calorie as the first boot so the <laughs> three of us all get a point because we were all one off
1: except for Ooh. me who was 13 off 14 off <laughs>
2: 12? 12 I want to say 12 13 yeah you were way off This is really going to affect the rest of your standings to come. (laughs) Uh, But just to look to next week, I have um, Monique Hart going in twelfth, so we'll see. Uh, You have Vanessa going, Colin. So
1: another could happen. You,
2: Um, obviously, Brian. You have uh, Calorie next, and uh, sorry, Brian. You and then Kyle's got uh, Vanessa going next. So. I may get the point, depending on who it is. But we'll see. Yeah, I think you will. Monique was in the bottom, so I could see.
0: I've got Miss Cracker and Aquaria right down the bottom, so there's no chance I'm going to win those ones. They're going to be here forever.
2: Double elimination could happen next week, so we'll see. (laughs) Maybe. Could be saved. Um, But I think that's it. We surprisingly talked a lot about this episode. (laughs) I did not think that we would drag it out as much as Vixen is dragging out the storyline of the Twins, but... (laughs) Um... I guess that's it for us. Stay tuned to Oz Network Junk. Um, Colin just did a recap by himself, so check that out.
1: More to come.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Colin is just very lonely without Ben, so... (laughs) We wait you. Come back, Ben. Um lost nip tuck i guess well no it's on hiatus because ben's gone i don't know something's coming out there's too. lots of
1: episodes still going up pre-recorded
2: re-re-listen to this episode if there's nothing new <coughs> um, <laughs> anyway i'm fa- i'm fla- flailing here um as always i'm rossi and uh punk pop